Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound to watch a bandit run. Man, three dudes with a view, Wednesday edition. I am Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. There's a lot going on in the world this day and this hot day. Clayton Harris, dude number two. Where are you, man? I am uh, at a undisclosed location. I got a quick meeting here in a few minutes for about 10 minutes, and then I will be in studio. All right. Dude number one, Jim York. How you doing, man? Good morning, Del. How's everybody? All right, we're doing okay. Regular special guest dude on Wednesday, Debbie Matthews. Good morning. What a great day. It oh. is be- hot, but it is hot. It is hot, and we are approaching the summer solstice, if not already there. No, the twenty. it's the 22nd, right, or 21st? 20. Okay, six more days, summer solstice. Yes. Longest day of the year. Then after that, the days will start getting shorter again. All right, folks, here's uh, President Biden on Monday. And when it comes to the gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. In other words, I promise to cut off fossil fuels, says President Biden, and it's going to be painful and gas is even going to get more expensive, but that's what we need to do so all y'all can go about electric cars. Uh, That's what he's saying, folks. What about being able to breathe decent air in the future for your grandkids and your great-great-grandkids? I think you'd starve to death before we get to that point, though, if you can't afford anything. How many of Al Gore's predictions have come true, Mr. York? Quite a few. Name one. Climate change. That's what he's talking about, the predictions of the climate Miami's supposed to be underwater. Well, if you look at the storms and the storm pattern, it's getting worse and worse and worse all across this country. Miami's supposed to be underwater, Miss York. You know, they say that every time there's a storm, but then you look at what the worst storm was that hit that area, and it was always like 100 years ago. So I think I think it's interesting to me. It had Waverly underwater. When's the last time that happened? I don't know. I have to look. Oh, when when the temp- what's the last time... The- you had a flood over in there Waverly, on Tennessee. We have floods all the time. I mean, these—that's just weather, Mister York. I mean, Al Gore said Miami would be underwater, along with a lot of other East Coast and West Coast places, and none of them are. Louisiana is losing miles of shoreline every year, and, every year. And the Mississippi Delta has shifted and changed. For as long as we know or can ascertain, nothing new, nothing new there. It's a it's a delta. It's floods. It shifts. It changes. The waves come. The floods come. 
it changes. Well, I'm, I'm glad everybody's not burying their head in the sand and trying to at least try to do something about it. But uh, go so ahead. You're, on. you're in favor of five dollar gas, Mr. York. I'm not in favor of it, but hey, there's a lot of reasons why there's five dollar gas. It's not just Joe Biden's five dollar gas. I saw well, someone blames, post yesterday that he exactly. blames Ukraine. Or the, yes, another Putin. time he blamed you. I mean, when, when he was speaking in Japan on Monday, he told the truth that this is just what's going to happen when you start choking off oil supplies, which he did the day he came into office. Uh, but then variously during this week, he's and it's only Wednesday, he's blamed the Russians. Then he's blamed the, the oil so companies. Why, so, so why is Europe paying $9 a gallon? Why is Japan paying 6 and $7 yeah, well, a gallon? Why well, is China paying... Six and seven dollars because the world supply the world supply has been cut. The world supply has been cut, and the U.S. is a big reason that it's been cut. That we're not going to be producing whatever the amount was through the pipeline, etc. I mean, we've closed off things here. We are not producing like we were, and now we're going hat in hand to Venezuela or Saudi Arabia and saying, "Please pump more. It's okay you pollute that your people can't breathe, but and we don't want to upset our people in America because that's not our voter base." But Debbie, Debbie, it's even worse than that. You think during the pandemic, the oil companies were going to produce more gas than they could sell? That's ridiculous. That's why they quit producing. They cut refinery. Mm. And now everybody's got money and the and the market's open and they are squeezing every nickel out of you so you can have a gallon of gas. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and meanwhile Biden gave a speech yesterday in Pennsylvania telling us how great the economy is. Mm. You know, you know, I'm paying five bucks. It's a great economy. Everybody's got a job that wants a job. There's I'm paying five million jobs out there. Still having filled. I'm paying five bucks for gas. And Clayton, what? Tell them your experience at the grocery store on Sunday. I don't know if Clayton may not still. Oh, he's got that meeting. We'll ask him when he gets in. Everything's up, Dale. That's because it's brought in on a truck and the gas is up. It's just going to get worse, guys. Well, it's it's even more complicated. It is. It's because of the shutdowns. Well, but also when a truck's fuel goes up, there was a gentleman the other day, and he says, "I, I deliver refrigerated foods. And in 2021, I spent like $3 million on fuel. In the first quarter of this year, I'm already at $4.2 million on fuel. Because it's not just my truck that runs on diesel. It's my refrigerated section that runs on diesel. That's how it keeps it cool inside. So when you see everything going up, it is based on... First, on how much it costs to deliver. There are truck drivers online talking that they are not getting trips anymore. There are not loads coming. And if they do deliver, they're now underwater fuel-wise. I mean, this is becoming a really big deal. And, and Yeah, there's a supply shortage. There's a, a gas increase. Everybody's the supply shortages, affect everybody. The supply shortages are called, were caused and are caused and are still will, will take for the next several years will be caused by unnecessary lockdowns and shutdowns during the COVID. I heard somebody say that they're going back to they're going to go ahead and go back to remote learning in some areas, especially college, because of the price what fuel is going to be in August. Because they're expecting it at six or six fifty August first. Yeah. The lockdown and shutdowns dealt helped save all but a million people. They were a democratic religion. If we'd that was have had an open <laughs> economy during that pandemic 
we would have four or five million people that wouldn't be here. That, that's garbage. And uh, you go out to Terry Boatwright's, and I can't get any whiskey. Why? There's plenty of whiskey. That's not Make the problem. They can't the, get it here. That's not the problem. The The shelves are empty of whiskey. But there's plenty of whiskey. It's made down here in the south where we stayed relatively open. But all the bottles are made up north. There's a glass so, shortage. So, so, yeah, they could, They can't get bottles to put the whiskey in. Right. You know. Take your milk jug. Get some. Well, oh, that's the answer, Jim. I meant seriously. Milk jugs are made from petroleum. Though, I know. They? They, everything we touch is made from a petroleum product. All right, folks. Let's get a guest in here. I mean, this, this is, is one of my favorite. You see people. how this, you know, yesterday we just, you know, the the the, uh, the, the two sides aren't going to come anywhere close to each other. But the stuff Biden's been saying this week, it, you know, he's not saying it. He's reading from a script. But it's just, it's insulting, condescending, and audacious uh, for, to the, the idea that we would believe He's just outright, you know, stories he's telling. Just, I mean, they they have the his 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 speechwriters have the audacity to think that if he says that stuff, people will believe it, and it's insulting. It's it's amazing to me that there's a career politician standing in front of us as president of the United States that has truly not run anything but a campaign for 40 years, and he's trying to tell business owners and people that do it for themselves every day how to run things. That drives me insane. But, why, is it, why is it driving insane when he's trying to suggest how he they can help the country if they do some things? He doesn't even, can't even balance his own checkbook, Jim. As possible. He doesn't when even. He's trying to make more money than anybody. It's gonna hurt everybody. It's all a hundred percent messaging and no bite. No, you know, except for choking back the wolf and delivering on his promise yes, to eliminate promises, fossil fuels, right? That was which he's delivering right. on. During and the, the debate, rest of it's just smoke and mirrors. During the debate, Trump looked at him and said, say it again, Joe, you're getting rid of fossil fuels. Is that correct? Pennsylvania, listen, this is what he's saying. He is getting rid of fossil fuels. So Joe Biden is doing everything he promised. And it's now we're going to be on batteries and we're going to have to dig around for lithium and take down mountains to find that, which costs a squillion dollars for all the equipment to dig, all diesel run equipment. This is Everybody, the most insane right. thing I've ever heard in my life. Everybody's afraid of the future. Nobody's like afraid Y2K. of the future. But you can't. like Y2K. Everybody's afraid of the future. Like Look everybody is afraid of, of looking backwards. what's not in the future exactly. is a problem. <laughs> All right, folks. Let's, uh, we've got a guest this year. Yes, we do. Uh, One of my favorite people. Tim Lee, candidate mm. for fifth, Republican candidate for uh, the nomination for 5th Congressional District yes. of Tennessee. Tim Lee, tell us who you are, where you grew up, where you live, uh, and... Yeah, just where you went to school, where you are now. Tell okay. us who Tim Lee is. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, it's greatly a really good privilege to be here with you folks. He um, just got off work at 5.30 a.m. Yes. He's a paramedic, so he worked overnight. Yes. So. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I just got off. I uh, worked a 12-hour shift and uh, barely made it up here in time. So, uh, <laughs> you did good. Yes. But uh, I am a 52-year-old uh, male. That uh, has always been a male. 
Yeah, what are, on, on you that, Okay, we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Keep telling us who you are, Tim. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Uh, I am a paramedic. I work for the uh, Nashville Fire Department. Been a uh, paramedic for over 20 years now. Uh, father of three. One has graduated from college from uh, MTSU. I have twins that go to public school in Nashville. Uh, I have lived in Middle Tennessee area, uh, predominantly Nashville, for all my life. I graduated from Fred Page High School back in 1988, uh, which is a different culture today. Uh, We could actually carry our shotguns and rifles in the back of our trucks. Where is Uh, Fred Page? Page is in Williamson County. Williamson County off Arno Road. Yeah, yeah, okay. I love Page schools. It's so good. Uh, Page Patriots. That's right. Yep, yep. Lots of friends that went to Page. So uh, I got my EMT license from MTSU and got my paramedic license from Columbia State here and uh, got my undergraduate and Bachelor of Science in Political Science at TSU. Uh, I have been pretty much a conservative all my life. I cannot ever recall... Yeah, I can't recall ever voting for a Democrat. Uh, I'm just trying to think uh, if there was one case. But in uh, Davidson County, you probably did vote for a Democrat at one point. Sure. By the process that yeah, sure. they're all uh, nonpartisan. So. Well, yep. where, where do you live now, Tim? I live in Nashville, uh, right out uh, in Westmead area. I've been in Congressional District 5 for the uh, last 15 years. So. Right, the old one and the, the old new one. one and the new one. Wow. I barely squeaked into the new one. That's awesome. Yes. There you go. Yes. All right, we're about to take a break. But Tim Lee, welcome, candidate for U.S. Congress, Republican nomination. Uh, when we come back, let's uh, talk about uh, what motivated you to seek uh, the seat in Congress and what you might do when you get there. Absolutely. absolutely For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me, painfree.com, or call 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. My name is Sheila Butt, and I am asking for your vote to be the next mayor of Murray County. I believe in our God-given rights and that our Tennessee Constitution is correct in saying that the power is inherent in the people. As your state representative, I stood against egregious government mandates, and I will find a plan for more controlled growth in Murray County. I hope that with your vote for Murray County Mayor, you will stand with me for faith, family, and freedom in Murray County. This ad paid for by the committee to elect Sheila Butt, Jacob Love Chairman. Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch on bandit run. All right, welcome back. Welcome in to Three Dudes with a View. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. 
Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? Uh, good morning, everybody. All right. And uh, dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. And regular special guest dude, uh, Debbie Matthews. How are you, Debbie? I'm so good. Good morning, everybody. All right, Debbie, you're the chair of the Murray County Republican Party, and I believe you told me y'all have got an announcement. Well, we do. Um, the Murray County Republican Party, of course, um, was dealt sort of a weird hand this year where we weren't able to have an R on the ballot. Yeah, well, let's just sort of recap that. Uh, Murray County Mayor Andy Ogles uh, sought and received in January this year the at the convention of the Murray County Republican Party that the mayor, the county mayor's race is <clears throat> the nominees are picked by a convention of the party, not by a primary. Right. So... Murray County Mayor Andy Ogle, the incumbent a Republican, uh, told the Murray County Republican Party in January that he was running again for county mayor and asked for them to nominate him as the Republican candidate for county mayor, which they did. Later, um, Mayor Ogles announced that he was running as a Republican to seek the nomination for the Republican nomination for the 5th Congressional seat of Tennessee, U.S. Congress. And so for a while there, he was in two races. And I think a a lot of public pressure, maybe, uh, at any rate, for whatever reason, he did not withdraw as the Republican nominee for county mayor of murray county until about an hour before the deadline well as things go that meant that it was too late at that point for the murray county republican party to get together and uh nominate another candidate as a republican for county mayor of murray county the deadlines had passed for reasons that are still a mystery to me uh, Mayor Ogles said publicly, he's on record as saying that he waited to withdraw so the Republican Party wouldn't be able to get a Republican, a, a nominee on the ballot as a Republican. And that's all I can tell you. I mean, that's, I know. If, I got, if I got it right, Debbie? Yep. Okay. That was it. So, so the Republican Party was handicapped um, that we were unable <laughs> Certainly wasn't in the best interest of the Republican Party. No, it wasn't. So so a a county that was completely Republican is now gray because we've got a county seat that's going to be filled. Um, There's no R on the ballot. So the biggest question. No no R on the ballot. We we say that just we toss that back and forth casually. But it's a big Everybody may not know exactly what that means. That that means these are, are partisan races now. And. This is relatively new in, in uh, southern middle Tennessee politics. So when you go in uh, on and vote for almost any office, now any office, on the ballot, the candidates will be identified as Republican, Democrat, or Independent. So that's something new, but in this heavily Republican area now, being identified on the ballot as a Republican is a tremendous advantage because in a lot of these races, you know, 
county commission, school board, even county mayor, people just really don't know. They don't know the candidates. Right. But they may have a preference to vote for a Democrat or a Republican, or perhaps as a preference to vote for an independent. And so you, they will be able to see the affiliation of the candidate on the ballot. Right. And so that's not an educated way in an educated society to have an election to just put a, a initial behind a person's name. Jim, People you can't tell me that you don't find I out mean, what the candidates are about <clears throat> themselves and then make a selection, whether they yes. vote Democrat or Republican. Well, they, I hope that that's what you do. But more than likely in races, if you don't know, Jim, you're going to go for that D and you're going to vote a straight D because that's what you do. And, and you rely you on don't people. You know what I do. I look at every candidate. I voted for Republicans in my lifetime, but it was by what they did, not what they well, the label they carry. You know, I don't doubt that, Jim, because I actually think you are a secret Republican and you just had no, what, I, no I'm not a secret Republican. <laughs> you can just wipe that out of your mind. No, you have Republican tendencies. I promise you. And before this is all said and done, you're going to be a Republican, Jim. I'm going to sign you in and take your money to be a member of the Republican Party. Not in this lifetime. (laughs) Her daughter gave her a test and and give honest answers, and she said, "Well, Mama, you're a Republican." I know exactly. Republican test. Exactly. Well, York, if we gave you the test, you'd be a Republican. Well, so not really. Yes, but. But back to we have just independence on the ballot, and that is an injury for any candidate right now because, you know, so many people do come in and look for that people are busy. Life is life is stressful and uh, time gets away. And so anyway, we uh, did not have an R on the ballot uh, much to as much as we tried as the as the party here to to make that so. So. Um, we did our research, we checked our bylaws, and um, to see, because the main question the Murray County Republican Party was getting is, are you all going to endorse one of these three? Uh, what are you What are you doing? Where, where are your guidance? What are you thinking? So uh, after a lot of research, uh, the Murray County Republican Party announced last night that we are endorsing fully Sheila Butt for the county mayor executive position. And so we looked at Sheila. Of course, she's been a longstanding member of the Murray County Republican Party, 10-plus years. She served four terms or eight years as a state representative. Uh, She was uh, with us in our organization. We have a 13-county coalition organization that we are part of, and Sheila has been the chairman of that 13 counties, dealing with other counties and other people in each county, a great, great liaison. Uh, we feel like she'll be great to represent us at the state and gets things done there, working with other county mayors. Uh, she had been ranked as one of the most conservative members of the House, and she was elected as majority floor leader when she was there. She was also elected as uh, a woman of excellence by the National Foundation of Women Legislators, and she was named Agricultural Legislator of the Year by the Tennessee Cattlemen's Association. So just looking at the experience of the three um, and also who it was a member of our party participating uh, fully engaged in that over the years uh, we could not endorse anyone uh, of the three other than Sheila Butt and we're proud to say so so all right so there we go Sheila Butt 
a very unusual set of circumstances. Now, she will not be identified as a Republican on the ballot. Yeah, so whatever good that does, the endorsement. <laughs> but the Murray County Republican Party has endorsed We her. have endorsed her, yes. So there you go, folks. And in that race, you've got uh, Charlie Norman, who is, proclaims himself to be a Republican, but he's running as an independent. Uh, Sheila Butt, you've already heard, who I'm sure – I'm, I'm sure both of them. I'm, I'm sure all three candidates, and David Baker, who I believe identifies himself as a Republican, mm-hmm. and uh, so those those all three candidates identify themselves as Republicans, and I'm sure that all three of them, uh, should they have had the opportunity uh, to run for the R, to, to to have the nomination of the Murray County Republican Party, would have sought it. Well, when Andy was. Uh when Andy was in the race for both, I mean, I, I had a daily onslaught of calls of people going, what is he doing? What is he doing? Because if he pulls out, I want to put my hat in the ring if you hold another convention to run as an R to give people the ability to vote for that person. But it just didn't work out that way. I do. Yeah, want I to think say, Charlie say Norman probably yeah. is the best. All right, Tim Lee, our guest, run. Tim Lee. Tim Lee is uh, 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 not. Not a nominee. He's running for the. He's running for the nomination. For, I gladly accept your nomination. There we go. He's running for the nomination for fifth congressional district, uh, Republican nomination for fifth congressional district here in Tennessee. Now that is an elected. Uh, that's that's a primary in the uh, in U.S. Correct. Congress. You've got to run as a, a Republican in the Republican primary. Then if you're elected there in August. As the Republican nominee, you will be the Republican nominee in the general election in, uh, in November against the Democrat, and that's uh, can't remember her name. Heidi Campbell. Heidi yes. Campbell, nice yes. lady, and we hope to have her on again. She's been on before. Um, so, all right, jump in, Tim Lee. Well, I just wanted to say, you know, here in Murray County, how people should really. Uh, be excited the fact that they can run as a Republican and have that R behind their name. Uh, where I come from in Davidson County, an R behind your name is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. And so for anybody that steps up to put an R behind, that shows that they're, how much faith they have in the Republican and willing to go out there and put themselves out there. Right. Uh, so anybody, you know... It, we don't, shouldn't take it for yeah, granted, absolutely, right? absolutely. We shouldn't and, take it you for know, granted. And Democrats in this county have the same situation as I do in Davidson right, County. Right. Well, so I just wanted to input on that. Well, that. Let me let me also say that um, Tim at our last meeting had come across six cans of formula, which we were excited, and he donated that to a needy family in Murray County, and it went to one of those. So thank you, Tim Lee, for that. And Tim is a paramedic in Davidson County, and when we were discussing getting him on the radio, he was in mid-shift, and there was one thing that I wanted to uh, talk about with Mm -hmm. you that that you mentioned was uh, how stressed and low staff the hospitals are. I had a, a friend's husband was very young, had a brain bleed, technically a stroke, mm-hmm. two nights ago, mm. and they couldn't get him in Vandy. They could not get him in Centennial because yeah. of staffing issues, yeah. and he ended up at Trisar. So tell us what's going on regarding staffing and things that you're seeing in the medical field. You, you know, we, we started talking about the healthcare industry uh, about 16 years ago, how bad it was and how how much we need to uh, put into the healthcare system to, to help the people. And after eight years of Obamacare, 
uh, it's even worse. So the, explain that. The, the system itself is not repairable, I do not think. I think it has to be reinvented. It has to be built up from the ground up again. Because right now, you have nurses that are, that are liable to be prosecuted and you know, on a federal level if they create a mistake. Right. Uh, such as the incident that happened at Vanderbilt a few years ago. Right. Uh, and uh, the nurse, uh, she was devastated, and she can never, you know, work in the nursing or medical field again. Right. Uh, and that has scared a lot of the nurses uh, to leave the profession altogether. Right. The COVID outbreak uh, just just tried everybody to the point where it broke people. And, and just working them to death, yes, basically. Yes, and uh, we're having to bring in people from out of state just to fill staffing issues. And when you run, when you go into a major ER and there's only three people, working three staffing ER. members, you have a problem. And is that the way it is at Vandy and things now? Well, Vandy uh, they they have a good they have a lot of staffing. Uh, some of the other hospitals, not so much. They have call-outs. They have sick people. Uh, they are unable to, to get people to fill shifts. Uh, but the ER has to stay open. Yeah. Well, that was I was calling him mid-shift. Hey, hey, get on the radio. And I'm at the true dire care and concern in this man's voice when we were on the radio. I was like, oh, my gosh. Then just the very next day, a friend trying to get into Vandy or Centennial, they said, we're full. We don't have enough staff. You're going to have to go somewhere else. And so in a stroke situation, trying to get them a place to go. Yes. And even then spending the night in the ER without a room. So we really need to take time um, to figure out what's going on here and help to help assist nurses get better. But I'm glad that this is your field, Tim, because we need somebody in Congress that understands healthcare system and how Absolutely. it works. Um, I do want you to talk about something that I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. So you as a paramedic, you were going to vote, right, during COVID. Yes. Tell us how that went down when you went to try to cast your vote. Well, I found it very uh, interesting that uh, in Davidson County, I went to my normal polling place, uh, and this was the November election was, or the early, early voting in for this was the presidential yeah. election in okay. November. And, uh, of course, they have a questionnaire. And one of the questions was, have you been exposed to COVID? Right. Have you been around anybody that has COVID? Right. And, of course, anybody in the medical field during that time span or any firefighter or any police officer, uh, doctor, the answer is yes. You've been exposed. So that automatically, they said, you cannot vote here. You have to go to a designated COVID voting spot. And so you did. But think of how many people oh, that no, didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. I did not. I did not. I, stand, I stood my ground, and I started calling the news media. I called the Secretary of State. I started making phone calls, and I, I was not going to be denied my right to vote. Okay, that's uh, awesome. And they said, well, we can do a provisional ballot. I'm like, no, sir, I do not do provisional ballots. I am here. I'm a registered voter, and I I cast my vote. And so you got it done. I got it done, but how many other people were turned away and didn't vote? And didn't, and what did that cost 
the presidential election. I think that's just fascinating to me. That, that is fascinating, disturbing. Uh, okay, Tim Lee, I, let's uh, let's get where I wanted to go at the first of this hour. Bring you back after the break to talk about what motivated you to run for Congress and uh, what you hope to accomplish when you get there. Yes, All thank right. you. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Let's talk custom design jewelry. Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Hey man, love that car. I've never seen one like it. It's a limited edition. They only made 20 of these babies. And your shoes are crazy cool. Yeah, they're a limited edition. Only three in existence. And is that the new Jumbo Bucks instant game from the Tennessee Lottery? Yeah, it's a limited edition too. Have you ever played one? How do you think I got the car and the shoes? Play the new Jumbo Jumbo Bucks limited edition instant game from the Tennessee Lottery for chances to win up to $300,000. But hurry, these tickets won't be around long. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, you can't bring new hot instant games from the Tennessee Lottery into work. Why? They got smoking hot top prizes. Hey, look, I won! Oh, Oh, what have you done? Huh, guess they were hotter than I thought! Heat up your wallet with all new hot instant games from the Tennessee Lottery, and you can win scorching hot top prizes up to $500,000. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hot summer weather is approaching. 
Nobody wants their HVAC to break down in the extreme heat. That's why Hiller is offering a free service call with any repair to help keep you cool all summer long. And this month, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 60 months on select new HVAC systems. Stay cool all summer. Visit HappyHiller.com today for details. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. As a lifelong resident of Murray County, I've witnessed the changing landscape over the past 52 years, and I understand the needs of our community. From educating our youth to building better, much-needed infrastructure to managing rampant, seemingly uncontrolled growth, we've got our work cut out for us. But with all of us pulling together, we can attain a successful outcome for our little dimple of the universe. I'll be your workhorse on Capitol Hill to ensure it. I'm Jason Gillum, and I'm running to be your Republican state representative in Murray County. Together, we can do better. Paid for by Jason Gillum for State Representative Don Gillum Treasurer. He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound up, watch on bandit run. All right, folks, welcome back. Three dudes with a view, Wednesday edition. I am dude number three, Delph Kennedy, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Dude morning. number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest, dude, Debbie Matthews. How are you? Good morning. So good to hear everybody this morning. All right, folks. We've got Tim Lee with us, uh, a Republican candidate or a candidate for the Republican nomination for District 5 U.S. Congress. He'll be running in the primary, Republican primary. He is running in the Republican primary yes. in August. And uh, if... Uh, if he's uh, successful there, he will be the Republican nominee to run uh, in November for 5th Congressional District. Uh, Tim Lee, all right. Now, what uh, you've told us about growing up in Williamson County, you got a family, yes. you live in Davidson County, uh, you're an EMT. What, uh, what, what made you get up one morning and say, I want to run for Congress? Have you ever run for any political office before? Well, first of all, let me step back just one second. I'm a paramedic, not an EMT. There, there is a distinct difference. Sorry, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, a paramedic is has a little bit more uh, advanced life saving skills, so that's the difference. Okay. Uh, so if we plug over training. here, he's going to take care of that. us. Yes. <laughs> so it, it's a common uh, mishap, though. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand the difference. So. Well, that's why I asked earlier to make sure that I was so. Yes, yes. Okay, I mean, so. I've handled medical malpractice cases as a lawyer, but that's about all I know. <laughs> uh, all right, Tim Lee. Yes. Uh, what made you get up one morning and say, I want to run for U.S. Congress? Well, uh, I have ran for office before. I ran uh, for state House representatives uh, against uh, uh, the House uh, majority leader. Uh, uh, many many years ago and that's when the state was actually blue and uh, the next year we flipped it to a red state for the first time and that's the year that uh, kent williams stole the speaker spot uh from jason mumpower and i was there for that so uh, were you were you elected to uh, the house no no i i uh, was defeated by uh the uh candidate and uh, I don't care for him that much, so I don't talk about his name. 
There well, you it was go. a democratic thing. So, it, 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 so you have run <laughs> one campaign before. Yes, yes, yes. And we, we came close. Uh, unfortunately, it was uh, deemed by the party as not a winnable district. So mm-hmm. uh, no resources were put in. So uh, we lost the election by uh, four percentage points. Wow. Uh, with a four thousand dollars campaign, that's wild. There you so go. Awesome. All right, it was hard work. It was just hard work. That so what? That. So what got you in this race? This race, U.S. Here, Congress, fifth district. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, well, being a paramedic, uh, I have seen the trials and tribulations of the economy, the people, uh, what's happening in our healthcare industry, uh, and just it's just disheartening. And after the last two years. It was decided that I was going to jump in there, uh, and it, I'm not afraid to, to fight somebody for something I believe in and I want, uh, and that's this situation here. I do believe I, we can win, and uh, I will take it to whatever means necessary in order to get it done. Uh, as a paramedic, you know, I've been trained uh, to adapt and overcome. And we do that regularly in the back of an ambulance or in a field, whether it's uh, adapting to splinting a, a patient's uh, uh, extremity, uh, not having the right equipment or whatever it is. We learn to do things uh, the hard way a lot of times and get stuff done. And that's the reason I'm running for Congress. And that's the reason I think that we're going to be successful and we will uh, be able to take what I, my knowledge from the streets to D.C. and teach D.C. what we are about here in Tennessee. That's awesome. Okay. That's awesome. What would what would you uh, – you're a Republican. Would Just, you describe yourself as a conservative? I am, I am a strong conservative, a lifelong member of NRA, uh, believe uh, in right to life. I mean, I, I have delivered more babies than any – candidate in this race <laughs> there you go. Uh, how many babies have you delivered i i have delivered four in the field and uh was present with my other three so okay uh i've so, seen the the miracle of birth and oh, man it's it's to to be able there to be able to experience that with a a stranger is unbelievable uh to hear that baby grasp that first breath and just cry and you just it's the most amazing sound that you could ever experience is to hear that that baby cry. and i know this is a weird question but i have to ask where was the weirdest place you delivered a baby what was there anything weird was uh, it a cab something n- nope 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 it's uh i've delivered in a bathroom uh i have delivered in the back of it d- delivered twins in the back of an ambulance uh and just a, another one that was at a person's house so nothing nothing crazy the back of a ambulance (laughs) the twins that's pretty good so yes all right tim lee what would you hope to accomplish if you are elected to u.s congress what what would be your priorities what would you want to do when you got there uh one of the big things is uh mental health that is a uh, big huge thing for me i am with the uh the fire department's uh uh peer support group and uh, we see so much. We have to push so much baggage down, uh, and we see the effects of how mental health is. We see it in the shootings. We see it on the streets. 
when you go into an ER and you see that half of the patients in there are there for mental evaluations, there is a problem, and we have to to get a handle on this, and it, something has to be done. Uh, so that's one of my big issues, uh, caring for the first responders, police. Uh, you know, this this past years when uh, we did the riots, I was out there with the police, and to see what they experienced and how that they were, you know, treated and and just abused by the public, and then. The administrations, you know, uh, wouldn't let them react to how they are trained to. Uh, they just had to sit there and watch. And I, I've lived, I've been in those shoes. I know what it's like, and I know what these guys need, and they need our help. Uh, so that's that's another issue. Uh, our children, you know, I mean, I can go on and on and on and on for so many uh, hours on our children, how the Democrats have waged a war against our children, uh, whether it's critical race theories, whether it's uh, gender modification. I mean, there's just so much to talk about. Um, those are issues that are really uh, hit hard in my, my heart. Who would have ever thought two years ago, I mean, just even two years ago, that all of a sudden that we're dealing with gender identification yeah. as early as three and five years old yeah. in the schools or or talking about drag shows with yes. kids i mean we would i couldn't even have dreamed that up no so anyway right. miss york what you got yeah tim uh, yes i heard the uh, maybe my ears are wrong but uh the question was about what do you thought was important and mm-hmm. i heard you conflate the nurse being prosecuted with obamacare knowing that tennessee doesn't subscribe to Obamacare. That's the reason why all the rural hospitals are closed and the big hospitals are struggling with staffing. No, I don't understand that. Obamacare is here. Obamacare is in Middle Tennessee. You can buy Obamacare policies. Yeah, you can get it, but the state of Tennessee had lots of money, would miss lots of money because they don't subscribe to the expansion of Obamacare. Well, all those three issues are not not coordinated. Okay, I I just want to make sure I didn't hear that. But those are all thing, different you, issues. You, he's you just saying that he clients. saw Obamacare in practice and yes. how bad it's gotten. You service a lot of patients uh, in, in, as a paramedic. Absolutely. What do you see being the most problems? Guns, victims that were uh, shot by guns are fentanyl. And what would you do about it? Or what was the last fentanyl? Part? Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Oh. Yeah. The, the, it, we have more people that are dying from fentanyl overdoses than anything else. It's the number one cause of death on the streets these days, more so than, than guns. Uh, you know, just last year, I think that the, uh, the Border Patrol seized like 11,000 uh, pounds of fentanyl. Uh, and just to give your, your listeners and everybody a, a view of what that means, 11,000 pounds is enough to kill every single American seven times over. Because it takes minuscule amounts and just it touching takes it, right? Three milligrams, which is the size of a, and it depends upon if it's a, a what type of fentanyl it is, right? As well. Well, that's my big concern about our first responders is they don't just show up for a a crime anymore or to help somebody. They've got to worry about 
if there's even fentanyl traces in their pockets when they search because it could kill them. Yes. Right. Just a but, contact. But, Tim Lee, as a U.S. congressman, what would you support to do about fentanyl? Uh, first of all, we have to close the border. I mean, that that's, that is the major thing if not for for the protection of our American citizens. And I'm not talking illegal immigration or anything like that. I am talking just for the American people. We have to have some control. We need more enforcement on the border. We need uh, surveillance equipment. The, there is a large gamut of things that we can do on that border to prevent this drugs, these drugs from coming into our country. And that's the only thing I'm focused on is saving Americans. I'm not talking about illegal immigrants. Uh, that's not my concern. My concern is Tennesseans, Nashvilleans, uh, people in Columbia, and, and Marshall, and Lewis, and Wilson, and Williamson County. That is my concern. I see it every day, people dying. You know, when, whenever you have to sit there and watch a man turn blue in his face because he's overdosed on fentanyl, and his three-year-old daughter is sitting there crying right there next to him. If that doesn't make you want to do something, then you do not have a heart. That's right. Is well, there a particular education program that could be used to, to get to people to not use fentanyl? We don't need any more programs. Yeah. We need to close the border. Right. We do that. Debbie, Debbie, let's let the candidate answer. We, we, we actually do that. Uh, if you... In Metro Nashville, we try to take a proactive and we try to introduce people into these programs. But, you know, once you get on this drug, it, it, it just grabs you and holds you and pulls you back until you are nothing left, until you're dead. You know, and I ask my patient when they when they are smoking, doing heroin, shooting up or smoking or snorting or whatever they're doing. I ask them, are you suicidal? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, you have to be because you know this drug's going to kill you. Wow. There we go. All right, folks. The young Buds are singing. Uh, Mr. York, I do. I, I wasn't going to take time away from Tim Lee, but uh, the, uh, the election of 1876, Samuel Tilden, the Democrat versus Rutherford B. Hayes, the Republican, uh, that, that was... I mean, 2020 and January 6th were a picnic uh, compared to what happened there with contested electoral votes and how they finally resolved that. And uh, the outgoing president, U.S. Grant, had troops stationed in and around Washington. And the threat was not just of some riots where people tore some stuff up. The threat was of resumed military conflict. And... uh, and fortunately, though, something happened that we're just not seeing in America today. The Democrats and the Republicans got together and horse traded out a deal. And uh, ultimately, Hayes, the Republican, was elected, but the Democrats got uh, quite a bit in return. But it's a long story. We'll tell it later. Folks, Tim Lee. Tell us goodbye, Tim Lee. Why do you want to run for Congress? Because I want to save our state. That's right. And save our community because you have to have a strong foundation to build a better country. And we're going to be at Puckett's with Tim Lee. Anyone interested in me 